If your group needs to have a conversation about a difficult or controversial subject for the purpose of understanding one another, I would like to introduce you to a guide for planning such a dialogue for your group. For more information, contact me at my email address, will at willjackson.com. Welcome to Conversations About Life. Well, thanks, Andrew, for getting together with me. And I'm looking forward just to getting to know you better and uh, just enjoying a conversation with you. And also just kind of getting, um, I don't know, I'm interested in what things are like from a younger person's perspective and you're, okay. you know, younger than I am. So, um, so how are you doing in general? I'm doing pretty good. Just, uh, you know, trying to keep up with stuff. Yeah. Just a lot going on. And how old are you? I am 23. Okay. And I guess this is kind of like a exciting part of your life, I would imagine, because you have a wedding uh, approaching um, yeah. next month. Uh, it's in, it's two weeks from today. Two weeks. Okay. Yeah. So um, what's that like to be approaching wedding, or approaching marriage? I don't know. I think it was scary at first, but kind of as time has gone on and more discussions have been had and more plannings happened, it's gotten more, more manageable. Okay. Um, so it was kind of scary at first, like as far as responsibility or what aspect of it? I guess just kind of the unknown, just kind of the new experience of everything. Right. Yeah. Um, so the wedding plans coming together well? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're most of the way there. Yeah. Um, so, um, just as a way of introduction, you're into IT and, um, and that's what your, um, education is in and what your work is in. Yeah. And you, you know, you were just mentioning certifications and so forth. So is it a plus? Is that one of them? Yeah, that was, that was the first one I got. Um, and then I got the network plus not long after that. Um, I was the only one in, in my semester to actually do both of them at the same time. Cause it's just a lot to do at once. Okay. Um, just a lot of material to cover a lot of information. Um, as far as your semester, you mean your semester in college? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we had, we had, Classes that kind of just went through the material, but a lot of the work was just online, so it was sort of at our own pace. But um, at the end, we would we would just schedule time and go and take the test. So, okay. Um, I looked into a book for A plus. It was a study guide. It seemed really tedious to me, like um, all of the little bitty details of the Windows operating system. I guess that was the section of the book I was in. But is it pretty interesting to you, like learning that type of information? And, and um, I guess it's more kind of the utility of it, because um, okay. a lot of the information, I think what helped was a lot of the material kind of was a mix of things. So we had, like with the way that we did it through this website, um, you had... 
you know, you had videos at the at the beginning of the section that would kind of walk you through and show you things and talk about them. You'd have and then you'd have like a short reading, which was basically the same thing as you just watched. Okay. And then you'd have a short quiz. And then also interspersed in there, you'd have like little virtual labs where they would kind of have you go through steps and kind of go through the things you would need to do to, you know, familiarize with yourself with these parts of the operating system or certain procedures and things like that. So I guess you're a pretty technical minded person then, is that? I think so. Okay. Yeah. And um, how else would you describe yourself? Um, I guess just informational. Just, I always like um, reading about things that I'm interested in, watching videos, um, just kind of exploring my interests. And so a lot of that, I think, is just I'd like learning about the things that I'm interested in. So it's just like my brain just becomes like a huge database of information. And then how do you normally take in information, like through YouTube, podcasts, books, or, or what? Um, it depends. I mean, sometimes it's not very often. I'm not a very good reader, at least consistently. I'll have times every once in a while where I'm like, okay, I really like this book, and then I'll read it for like a few weeks and then just kind of stop. But um, a lot of videos online, a lot of just like Google searching and reading what people have written, um, just stuff like that. And then what things strike your interest and, you know, that you, uh, tend to strike your interest where you, you just want to go deep on it? Um, I think consistently a lot of it has been music, um, just kind of exploring the history of, of bands that I'm interested in. Um, and then also just like old technology, because I kind of get some of that from my dad, but kind of in different ways, because I like old computers and old video games and things like that. So there's a lot of avenues there to kind of explore. Yeah. And like music, um, so you're you're a musician, uh, like you play in a, a jazz band, or you were playing in a jazz band? And- yeah, yeah. We've, we've got our first practice coming up on Monday that in a while. Last time we played was... I think in like June of last year. Now, does that seem like um, something opposite of being technical minded or does that fit right in for you? Um, I think there's a, there's a technicality to it. I mean, it, it kind of depends on because different musicians have different approaches. I think for me, I started it so young and, um, focused a lot on kind of the nuts and bolts of it. So it's like, you know, how you do certain things, um, mostly just performance and kind of the, like with piano, like the finger exercises and things like that, where you're really getting down like a technique, um, and just kind of learning over time, kind of the ways that music tends to work. And so you're just kind of, you're kind of just like reproducing what you what you know from all of this time that you've spent practicing with it. Now, um, as far as enjoying music, um, like you're into the Beach Boys and uh, Queen, and um, and who else are you just really into? Uh, the Beatles, the Beatles, a lot, okay. yeah, um, and their solo careers and things. 
So um, what is it about music that you enjoy? Like what, just as far as listening to it, what is it that, what's it like for you? Uh, I think a lot of it just has to do with how it sounds, just kind of the musicality of it, um, the, the things that they do as far as, you know, the actual music. I feel like for me, the words are almost secondary, I guess, just because I started so young as a musician. It's a lot of that focus on like the actual music of it. Hmm. And so um, there are a lot of songs that I've heard where um, like some people say that the like the lyrics are weak or whatever, like some stuff that Paul McCartney's written, people say that the lyrics are weak or whatever, and they don't really mean a whole lot. But there's there's just something there about like the way that it sounds where it just really works for me. Yeah. So I grew up. Music had a like a lot of influence on me when I was young, but I think it was for me, it was more of the lyrics, like the sound was a part of the message, just the mood of the music and so forth, and the ri- the rhythm and, and rhyming. But the lyrics um, are kind of what got to me. So I was really into Jackson Brown growing up because he's, you know, singer-songwriter type of fella. And um, now, um, thinking back on all of that, um, like... F- I'm a Christian, and as from a Christian point of view, like his lyrics are really kind of outside of that, you know, just kind of more of a um, of the world type of um, viewpoint. But they're beautifully said, you know, just the the way um, something can be said is really kind of interesting to me or makes an impression on me, you know, but, um, well, um, I guess, um, from, um, what I was think when I was thinking about our conversation and what I thought, one thing I thought I'd ask you about is just what is the world like from your perspective? And I guess I'm kind of thinking of like culture, you know, or the um, government, um, just the way things are and so forth. Like, how, what does that look like from a 23-year-old perspective? Um, I don't know. It's hard, to, it's hard to say. I think for me, there's a lot of it that just looks like a mess just because that's kind of the way that things have become. It's like everything's so complicated and everything is so, you know, socially complicated and politically complicated and everything is so tense and everything. So there's, there's some of it where, uh, some days I just have to kind of distance myself from it just because it's just kind of, you've, you've had enough. You can't really handle anymore. Distance yourself from like news and, and that type of thing you mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's just, there's just some days where it's just like, I'm not, I'm not feeling it and I need to do something else. It just doesn't, Mm-hmm. It's it's like other things are just appealing to be more on certain days. So, um, is it kind of a distress distressful for you at all? Just the state of things? Um, not necessarily. I mean, I think it's just so broad that it doesn't personally affect me very much, um, and it's such a big thing. But. Um, like I like to stay informed and I like to kind of 
see what's going on and, and I listen to uh, a lot of podcasts and things like that um, but yeah there's just there's just some days where it's just like okay this is just so much of a mess I need to you know find something that's a lot easier on me yeah um, when you, what comes to mind when you think of answers for the mess um I mean, it's just hard to say. It's 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 hard hard to think of a solution for something whenever you're. It seems like a lot of time you're trying to just follow how it got to this point. You're just trying to kind of build up that knowledge, kind of tracing it back, trying to kind of see how it got this way. So you you spend a lot of time in the present and the past. Just not much not necessarily much room for thinking about the future necessarily like where is it going or how could we fix this so you're just so caught up in the moment and like th- you know considering how we got to this point are you talking about like kind of distant history the past hundred years or so or are you talking about just the last few years things that have happened to bring us to like more of a, this current state th- we're in I think it's a lot a lot more recent things I mean there are some things where you can look back maybe 50 60 70 years because I feel like that has a lot more of an immediate effect than say things a hundred or more years ago um, just because culture changes so fast and societies change um, probably more so the past 20 25 years is probably what I would say is the most immediate in terms of effects on today. And like, as far as like the mess, um, is there any particular way you would put like just what you mean by the mess? Uh, just so much, there's just so much divisiveness and, um, conflict and people just like turning on each other and being, I don't know, being not very, kind and um, it's just hard to say because there's just so much to it and so you kind of get used to it and then you don't know how to put it into words anymore because it's just there yeah. and you just take, kind of take it for granted right what uh, kind of podcast do you listen to um, that as far as information about just the state of the world and stuff uh, I listen to a lot of uh, like the Daily Wire guys, so like Ben Shapiro um, and all them. Um, that's pretty much what I do as far as politics, and then other podcasts are pretty much just other things that I'm interested in. So yeah, do you listen to any left-leaning type of um, commentary or anything? Um, not necessarily. I mean. There's only so much... I think that a person can only handle so much politics kind of as it is. Yeah. And so if you if you just kind of look around... I mean, I think I read a lot more. I end up reading a lot more things that are left-leaning. Oh, do you? Um, yeah, just because, you know, being online and being on, like, Twitter and things, those things are yeah. a lot more likely to show up. Right. So I'll just read what people are posting and what people share and things like that just to kind of just to kind of see but as far as as far as listening I think I just prefer to kind of listen to more right right side of things 
Right. Um, and, uh, and also, um, as we're going along, um, if you want to turn any questions back on me or just kind of get out of the firing line of all my questions, <laughs> feel free to, to do that or let me know, you know. Um, well, from, um, okay, so you, you're a Christian also, as I am, and that's, you know, where I know you from, from my church. Um, so what, you know, what's that like for you, um, you know, your Christian faith and relating to God? Um, like, uh, I guess what I'm getting at is, like, when I relate to another person, um, you know, I see them and I experience them. Um, if I was just to read about them, I couldn't say I really know them or I'm relating to them, even though I could get a lot of information. Um, but, like, there's some kind of experience going on. But with God, it's it's different, I think, um, in some ways, because, um, you know, I don't look across the table at God and um, say... How are you doing today? In fact, well, I sometimes do say, how are you doing? But <laughs> that's kind of weird. But um, I do. Um, but how, what's your, what's relating to God uh, like for you? Um, I'm trying to think of a good way to put this. I think a lot of it, a lot of it has to do with how it colors your worldview. Um just kind of how you see the world, how you interpret the things that are going on, kind of the debates about, you know, like objective truth and morals and, and things like that. Um, not so good at, as, as far as like the personal aspect, um, not so good at, at things like prayer um, and getting better about, about reading, but... Um, it's just one of those things. I think that's something I've always kind of struggled with was more of the, the personal aspect. But as far as, like, using it as a way of, like, kind of coloring your life is kind of a lot more of the, the core of it. Hmm. Yeah, being, um, like, kind of shaping your life according to the commandments of Jesus and by knowing that he loves you and just that type of thing, how it colors your life is- yeah. What you mean? Yeah. Um, so you grew up in the Christian faith in your family. Um, is there anything in particular that gives you confidence that you're um, you're in hitting on truth in the Christian faith rather than well, this is just how you were brought up, so you know. And it's not necessarily objective truth. Like anything, give you it gives you confidence in the reality of it all. Um, I guess just the kind of the stability of it in terms of um, like the doctrine and everything, because um, there's a lot I've read a lot about you know like other religions and kind of things like that, where there's you know even just differences within you know Christian denominations and things like that, just to kind of gain that knowledge because it is interesting. Um, there's just a lot a lot of research and a lot of time and a lot of thinking about it that, um, I don't know, to me it just makes the most sense. 
Um, and then the people that are, you know, willing to stand up for it and things like that seem to always make the most reasonable arguments. Hmm. Um, so I think there's, I think there's that aspect of it. I mean, there is kind of a spiritual kind of compelling nature to it as well, but I think, um, in the long term, it's just something that I've been able to hold on to and for the, for the things, whenever I've had doubts, I've been able to find, I've been able to find good defenses. Right. Yeah. I, there's this um, philosopher, um, and he deals with religion and stuff. His name's Plantinga. I forgot his first name. Alvin, maybe? But um, he talks about like apologetics arguments and stuff like that. And he says it seems like they're most useful and helpful to people like yourself, like when they hear an objection, it's helpful to, to know like a response to it. Um, so you're not just, uh, troubled by it, you know, and it, um, it's like apologetics may not be extremely useful for bringing people, non-believers into the faith because, you probably need more confidence than um, what a good argument can give. Um, there's there's some kind of a spiritual thing that takes place, you know, an experience with God uh, that gives one confidence. Um, but um, but but in the Christian faith, you know, if you expose yourself to debates with atheists and stuff like that, you hear objections and it's kind of n- nice to um know like a response and it, it might not even be a response that is just totally um black and white and just seals the deal but it's at least something that affirms um that one's faith is reasonable anyway that there's good reasons for for this faith you know right Um, you know, getting back to um, music or just art in general, um, what do you have any thoughts about the significant significance of art, like music? Like um, some people uh, think of art as being like a window into like um, something that we can't really say with in you know just words or in other ways, and it's kind of like some kind of elusive type of thing that gives us a a window into something beyond just, you know, you know, like almost like to the transcendent, um, like art might, um, like I, this might quote might not be true, but I heard that Einstein after listening to some uh, beautiful orchestra music or something, you know, he's, he said, um, to the conductor or to somebody, you know, um, once again, you've proven to me that there is a God or something along those lines. Like, and I might be butchering that quote or it might not even be real. But um, I don't know. Is that something you've ever given some thought to? And like, I don't have like a, you know, real solid thoughts about it. But do you have any th- 
thing to say about that? I think a lot of more of what I've thought about is like music as a as kind of a gateway to understanding the human condition. Hmm. Um, just kind of understanding like the flaws of humanity and things like that, because there are those, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll aspects of things. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, some of those you have really tragic characters and things like that, where, you know, you listen to their music and you can kind of, you can kind of feel where they're coming from and things like that, because some of them are so honest in what they write. Right. Um, I don't know that I've thought about it in terms of like spiritual terms necessarily. I mean, I'm I'm sure that those people are all very gifted and that gift has to come from somewhere. Yeah. Um, I think I've more just looked at it as kind of a way of getting to know the people that wrote it because they're writing about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. When I've heard music before, um, even if the lyrics are raunchy, there's something good in... Um, and it just like there's something good in um, human beings, uh, even though we're flawed, we fall short, um, we're created in the image of God. And like music is an expression of who we are as humans. And uh, I guess it's kind of like the poetry of our day. Like I can't hardly get into poetry. It just, I read it and it's like, it doesn't make sense to me very well. <laughs> but music is, you know, kind of like, our popular poetry, you know, and um, and it is really honest so, uh, if you get into some of the lyrics, and um, not all, you know, not always having the answer, but at least honest about the human condition. It seems like right, um, and and like I said, there's so many just like flawed characters out there, very <laughs> tragic. Um, then I think I think there's an aspect of it where you listen and you hear about these people and there's almost a part of you that says like, you know, that could be me, you know, hmm. not necessarily in terms of like the talent or anything because you don't want to, you know, you don't have a big head about anything. But, you know, there's kind of the aspect of like, you know, they went through all these, you know, dark turns and they did all these things. But at the same time, it's like I'm not any I'm not any like better off the bat than they are. Mm-hmm. Like I, if if I admitted if I was in their situation, I would probably be where they went. Mm-hmm. It's kind of impressive when some when um, an artist or a band has some longevity to them, and they can kind of um, I don't know. I think of the band Rush um, because they you know they were back in the old days of classic rock and roll. But they kind of changed with the times, and even in modern times, um, like they're not still, uh, I think they've retired. I think their drummer has passed away recently, but um, they they didn't take themselves seriously. Like as older people, it was like more fun. And uh, so anyway, a band that has longevity and can kind of remain themselves, but kind of change with the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and still be a working artist. It's impressive to me. I don't know how I got on that topic, but... uh, um, Well, in your own life, um, are there... um, Like, I don't know, is there any kind of uh, 
challenges in life or or fears in life that you deal with um, that you're okay with, you know, like talking about? Um, I don't know that there's any that are there particularly uncommon. I mean, everybody's, you know, afraid of failure or, yeah. you know, things like that. Um, I guess the magnitude varies from person to person, but, um, I don't know at this, at this moment in time, it just seems like there's nothing that's really just uncommon to man in general, you know, right. fear of the unknown, fear of failure, um, things that, you know, come up in the moment. Things right. like that. Yeah. What would you say your strengths are? Um, it's also kind of a, a hard thing to say because I think a lot of... There, there are a lot of things that I feel like I do well at that I just take for granted. And so I don't necessarily think about. I just kind of use them as tools because, like, I've played, you know, music for so long. So whenever... You know, I'm asked to play something. I can pretty much just kind of go up and and do it. Um, and I think there is there is kind of an ego to that, also kind of feeling like feeling like you've got that so much. Mm -hmm. um, Any strengths, kind of not based on talents or skills, but more of just your personality, just the way that you know God made you. Um. I don't know. I seem to be, I seem to be kind of a natural, I don't know, like peace bringer or something. I don't know how to describe that, but I guess just kind of my personality and the way that I am, I'm pretty good at, um, you know, deescalating situations when they come up, hmm. um, talking to people and, um, just kind of relating to people. Well, um, not sure how else, how all else to describe it. Yeah. Do you have any stories or like a story of, of an example of that? Uh, I mean, there were, there've been times whenever like at work, like I've had, I've had somewhere where I've had to go on site. I've had to, you know, go out to a client, set up a computer, something like that. And the other people would be like, Hey, you need to watch out because this person's, you know, really picky or whatever, or, mm -hmm. you know, they really know what they want. So you got to be careful and things like that. And then I go there and I do it and it's like, well, I don't know what they were talking about. This is easy. The, this person doesn't seem that hard to get along with. Yeah. Cool. Um, how do you like to relate to others or what's your ideal social interaction and the way you connect with people? Like, um, I've asked this question to, to other people and like my, for my son, he says, you know, out on a soccer field playing soccer. And for me, it's probably just face to face over a cup of coffee and conversation. But how is it for you? What kind of social interaction, um, is really enjoyable and satisfying for you? Um, I think what's just good is kind of probably one of the best things is kind of talking to somebody and realizing you have the same interests. Okay. Because then you can just talk and talk and you lose track of time and you just get feel like you just get caught up on caught up on so much mm -hmm. because it's like, okay, you both have had this interest separately and so then you're talking about, you know, what you know and what they know and kind of, you know, 
asking them about things, showing them things they may might not have heard of, or if they have heard of them, then you're excited because then they're just as much of a nerd as you are. So, yeah, that goes back to really being an infor- informational type of person. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, what's impacted you in your life? Any books or particular people or songs or... Um, events or anything um, that have really kind of uh, shaped your life or turned it or anything like that? Um, I think a lot of it was just kind of, there's a lot of moments when I was younger that I feel like just kind of built, built something there. Um, cause my dad being a computer guy, just kind of growing up around there and kind of gaining that, gaining that interest and that, and the interest in technology in general, um, and video games and things like that just as a kid. And then, um, just kind of older and getting into school and things, um, just getting to know people and, um, kind of explore some of those possible interests just through the things that you're kind of just exposed to by being with other people. Um, and then I guess just kind of being, being a musician too. Um, cause I think initially whenever I started piano lessons, when I was seven, I was not really all that interested. It was just kind of like, where is this coming from? And I was frustrated by having to practice and everything. But I think, like, being dedicated to something and working at it, um, whether it was enforced by my mom, which it was, um, just kind of being able to go through that and have people see, work on something where people see, see something in you as far as, like, a talent or, you know, something in that direction, kind of being able to kind of go along with that and work on that and kind of cultivate it. Um, and then kind of bringing that and, and, you know, through school I was in band. And so then you're relating to other people. And so then as farther along you get, the people that you're with are more dedicated because they've been there as long as you have and they haven't, you know, quit or anything. So there's kind of that, perseverance in there hmm. yeah and then in college playing in jazz band and everybody being so really talented and everything hmm. and having such a ear for it and a talent and i'm just feeling like i'm just getting by i just have the ability but they have the talent hmm. um so you play jazz band in at hills being at um festus festus in college I play. Yeah, I was at I was at Jeffco then. Jeffco. Yeah. Um, and who's the leader of the jazz band? Um, I think his name is Doctor Vanderheiden. Yeah. So they used to play uh, sometimes at Cool Beans Coffee Shop, like not the whole band, but like um, a few of them at a time. And I went up there a time or two. I really enjoyed that. That was really good. Live music is kind of special for some reason. Um, um, 
do you have any um, particular routines in life that really is helpful or meaningful to you, like on a daily or weekly basis or anything like that? Um, I think, I don't know. I mean, I do have, I do have routines. I mean, usually I, you know, like on my drive to work, I'll listen to a podcast or something or, you know, if there's an album, because I've listened to so much music, sometimes there's just an album I'm really in the mood for. I can kind of, kind of help to start the day. Yeah. Um, it's hard to say, really, because it's just so much of routines. I guess you get so set in them, you don't necessarily think about them anymore. It's just a thing that you do. Right. Yeah. Um, do um, is there any particular way that you um, like to express yourself? Like, I don't. Do you write or um, create or anything like that? Um, as far as like um, self-expression. Um, I think a lot of. I guess my self-expression isn't necessarily through creating. I guess it's because there is some of that in terms of like playing music just because you gain, I think from, from my music background, you gain kind of an improvising skill. Yeah. And so you just kind of, just kind of add to things. Um, but, um, I think a lot of my, a lot of my interests and things like that, I've just expressed through my massive amount of collecting things. And so it's kind of curating that selection of, you know, here's all of the things that I'm interested in. Here's the, here are the things that I enjoy. Here are the things that I find, you know, interesting and compelling and things like that. Right. And I can see how that's kind of like a way of expressing oneself, curating it. Yeah. Um, well, what, you know, kind of thinking back on like growing up, especially your teen years and so forth, you know, what's something that older people can do for younger people in their circles, like, I don't know, you know, church family or, or whatever, just in their circles, um, that's helpful that younger people appreciate or you appreciate or would have appreciated, um, Anything in particular for um, older people to know, you know, along those lines? Um, I'm trying to think because I think I think there's a lot that goes on in terms of not really knowing how to relate to people of different ages, um, not necessarily knowing what to talk about or things like that because it just it just seems like a like a different world almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what. I think what's useful is kind of talking about the things that they that they have in common. So, you know, like talking about, you know, their friends or people that they know and kind of what they've been doing lately, even if they don't, you know, even if they don't necessarily understand because there's that gap there, there's still, there's still those things where, you know, everybody has people's lives that they're involved with. Everybody kind of does things from day to day. So I think it's it's kind of useful to kind of keep up with the to try to ask about the like the this the everyday activities um just kind of how life has been going in general. Hmm. Okay, so it sounds like just kind of being connected with some uh conversation now and then some questions just checking up. Right. 
being connected like that. Yeah. Well, um, that's kind of like I worked my way through all my questions, and uh, you did a good job uh, answering them. I don't know what it's like too much to be on your side of the microphone. I'm always impressed by my guests by how well they articulate themselves and communicate and stuff like that. Is there is there anything else, any other topics that come to mind that you would like to bring up for just a conversation or anything? I guess being being on like the side of life where everything is is kind of new and you've got kind of your life ahead of you. How does it how does it feel as somebody who's had you know, multiple kids and you have all these memories and how does it feel to just kind of look back on the times that, the times that came before? It's like, what are the, what are the things that you feel like you've learned, I guess, just like experientially? Um, well, I've thought about this recently and it is different kind of being on this side. Um, because when you're on your side of life, like everything is um, upcoming and it's, you know, I don't, so, so yeah, it's a different perspective. On my side, it's like I think, well, um, if my life doesn't really change much and everything that's going to happen has kind of happened and, you know, I just go on, you know, things do progress and change somewhat, but it's like, would I be okay with that at the end? Um, am I satisfied with my life? And it, for me, it starts making me think about what life is really, um, what's the, the most important things in life. Um, because there's two perspectives, kind of for me. Like there's the perspective of just making it through and having things in my life to help me with that, um, like uh, f- fitness stuff helps me a lot just to feel good. Um, being in social interaction helps. Work, making progress on some kind of project helps. But there's just that, but that's all just a help. And a help for what? Well, just making it through. But then there's all the Christian faith side, and it's like there's something compelling there. And it's not just making it through, it's something to delight in. And, um, and then life kind of becomes secondary. It's like, well, I'm living not just to make it through, but I'm, I get to um, delight in God. And it's, um, so now um, that's the purpose of you know, what, what I'm living for. And, um, it's a never ending type of delight, um, just based on who God is because we'll never get to the end of him. So it's not like I've experienced this, like in some really, um, amazing ways of like, uh, uh, experiencing God. Um, I mean, my conversion, conversion experience seemed 
seems kind of amazing to me, you know, just the heart change that took place. But nowadays, it's not like I'm always just blown away by God's glory and a scene in life or in nature or the word, you know, scriptures, that type of thing. So it's a little bit more like an ideal. Um, I, um, I can't think of anything better than the love of God and his glory that shines in it. And I want it more. So now, so it's more like desire, um, experiencing it to some extent, tasting it, enjoying it. But it's more like there's so much more I desire, I guess, of that. So that's kind of how life is from my perspective. Um, Yeah. Does that kind of answer your question? Yeah. Um, Trying to think of anything else. Um, I think for me, there's a lot of things that I remember that I wish that I could have documented somehow. Yeah. Um, Just kind of things that I remember that I just kind of took for granted Mm -hmm. um, that that I think were more important than they felt at the time. Hmm. Yeah. Um I don't know. Do you have do you have anything like that where you're where you're like, I wish I would have, you know, held on more to certain things or, you know, kept track of things better because it would have been it it would be so much clearer of a picture looking back. Yeah. Like the pictures, photographs that I have, I really uh I'm thankful for. But it just was kind of a by the way type of thing. Um, take a picture here or there. Um, some people really put a lot of emphasis in photos and they have a treasure after 10, 20, 30 years. Um, so I, you know, I would like to um, get more into photo taking for the purpose of um, memories and now, but I wish I would have all along. Is that kind of what you're getting at, or more yeah, like? Yeah, yeah. Because I think about I think about just kind of the what used to be just a common practice. I guess it's just changed now with the you know the whole social media age and everything. But there's just something that really appeals to me about like home movies and stuff yeah. that people used to. It's just what they were. I mean, and they had that homemade quality to it and everything. Yeah. And so for a lot of people, those kind of, those are kind of those important memories that are, you know stuck behind, you know, whatever technological limitations there were at the time or yeah. just things like that where people would people would go to that extent to try to capture something. Yeah. I feel like there's there's kind of that there's kind of a loss in that with how effortless it is to take pictures, take video. Right. Almost makes me wish there could be some aspect of that that could be revived. Yeah. It's kind of that warmth of something that's so flawed and homemade. Yeah. I think printmaking might be key to that because um, like making a photo album, books last for a long time. You know, we have books that are over a hundred years old, a few hundred years old if they're taken care of, you know, but um, you take a digital picture, you enjoy it for a while. And for me, it gets lost somewhere. It's hard for me to keep track. You know, it's on Facebook somewhere, (laughs) but I may never see it again. You know, I don't know. So I, for me, I think actually making tangible prints, making an album or something might be helpful along those lines. Um, 
so that's old technology, but there might be something to that. Yeah, I feel like there's I feel like there's kind of a like a I don't know. There's kind of a yearning for kind of my generation for that kind of thing because everything has gone so so digital mm-hmm. in those ways, and so that's why you know vinyl has come back <laughs> as much as it has. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, and then like the little you know simple printout print things for your phone where you can print out your pictures and things like that. I think there's kind of a there's an interest in making things more tangible because everything got so convenient. Right. Yeah. Do you journal? I don't. Um, I think I did for a while, but it was just another one of those things where I'm just, there are some things I'm just bad at keeping up with. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of fell out of it. Yeah. All right. Well, Andrew, it's been really good talking with you. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. And uh, wish you well in your upcoming wedding and marriage. Thank you.